Yo, it's your boy H2O, and welcome back to another episode of the New Balance Podcast. Listen, it's so good to be back with you on today. And yes, it's right. We are in a full swing motion with this new series, Living Inside of What's Inside of You. Um, if you've been watching, I'm going to encourage you to go back to episode one. Holly jumped us off. And then we jumped in with Destiny. And I don't want to give none of all the fluff stuff. And we'll do all that at the end. New Balance Podcast show my people, my sister, my niece, Erica Jones, some love. What up, E? Jay, talk to us. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yes, oh, it's man. me in the flesh here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm so excited to be on with you, Erica. We, we've we been talking a little bit um, leading up to this. And, you know, um, we understand the power of unity. And it's, it's one thing when you talk with somebody, you maybe have to convince them. And there's nothing wrong with convincing people. But when you talk to somebody... And there's that connection. Mm. I'm like, ooh, we got one, we got one, we got one. So today, I want you to buckle um, your seatbelt. And um, I've been encouraging all the viewers, all the listeners, however you watch this, whatever your format. I know sometimes when you first listen, there may be things that catch your attention or things that are engrafted and all of that. But what I'm challenging you to do is, however, whatever your leisure I want you to go back. And when you go back, I'm wanting you to listen for other clues that you may have missed the first time you listen. You say, well, no, man, that's just a ploy. You're trying to get your viewership up. Man, listen, this is um, whoever's going to view this is going to view it, right? I, I don't have time to to beg and push plot. It's not that type of party. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful and appreciative for whoever tunes in. But if you hear what I'm saying, there are some nuggets that are being laid out before you, and I don't want you to miss any of them. Some of you, those that are listening, you know exactly who you are. You know that the time is now, and this is the season. So don't miss out on it, right? Do not miss out on it. Well, um, Erica, kind of bring us up to speed with what's going on with you in life, and um, tell us a little bit, tell the New Balance audience a little bit about who you are. I know who you are, but the New Balance <laughs> family that know who you are. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, let me just say a little plug in here. I actually had the honor to go back and listen to, go listen to you and Holly um, with the Lux um, School. And I was thinking about it for my little one. So I was just like, hey, I need to look into this, but uh, definitely great podcast. And yes. I actually went back to go listen to it. So I'm telling the viewers now, yes. like, this is some good stuff. I'm not just saying it because I'm on here. I'm saying right. it because I right. needed it and it blessed my soul. So um, oh, I'm saying that the same thing with this as well. Uh, so wow. yeah, I'm uh, I'm Erica Jones. I uh, have a beautiful family. I have a husband and two little kids, two little yes. babies, uh, 11 months apart. Lord Jesus, Irish mm. twin in the house. Mm. <laughs> so that has been my last last couple years is taking care of my family and my Absolutely. kids. Um, but prior to that, and actually now into the season, so backing up, going backwards before COVID and all this stuff that's been happening, um, I um, got tapped into the model industry yes. um, really heavily, not on purpose by me, but purpose by God. Yeah. Um, I was, as you know, really big into girls empowerment, women's empowerment, Absolutely. just empowering our youth girls. And so I would serve in my church and work with the girls. And then I was part of an organization called Queen to Queen, where it was a lot of girls empowerment. And so there was one day a photographer trying to build up his portfolio was like, hey, I think you would be amazing behind the, like in front of the camera. You should definitely come shoot with me. So mm -hmm. I did it and I ended up doing really amazing. I have a, uh, my sister-in-law has a clothing line. I was like, this will be great for you. So let's like, just do this whole collaboration thing. Right. And um, I got a lot of traction from that. 
And he was like, you should definitely pursue this for real, for real. And in my mind, in the space that I was in before, I was like, modeling, what? Like, this is not my thing. Uh, I'm photogenic, but I'm not that person. I'd rather be in the background. Right. If you, like, I'm one of those types of people where people push you to the front and I'm like, I'm okay in the back, behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And um, it really went from there. I started just grinding out every week, doing modeling gigs, uh, I mean, two to three a week, really, um, on top of working full time. Mm -hmm. And um, then I got the great opportunity to be in New York Fashion Week. And Mm. really, the reason why I pursued this was, again, all because I wanted to empower other girls and say, hey, you can do something you never thought you would be able to do. Absolutely. And especially being a woman who is in of Christian faith, sometimes we can be put into a box right? and not realize that we are so much more than the box. We're so much more even than the four walls of the church. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I wanted to be the representation of. And so I, I had the great opportunity to be in New York Fashion Week awesome, like blew my mind that I was there and being a part of that experience and then got invited to Miami swim week as well. Even though I did not do the opportunity, um, it was just a great honor to be able to do so. So as a little bit of me, I also did the pageant world too, uh, was invited to the Miss Houston pageant, which was crazy and, um, got awarded the people's choice award which is I didn't win the honor of being Miss Houston, but the people in the audience voted for me and thought that I would be Miss Houston. Incredible. So that is an incredible honor. I think above even winning Miss Houston, because it's saying the people in the audience believed in me and believed in what, um, what I was doing. So incredible. yeah, it's a, a little bit about me. <laughs> these oh, last years. That, listen, that is more, that is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And it takes us right into um, our scripture foundation kind of that kind of holds this whole idea, this whole journey, this whole subject together. We're talking about living inside of what's inside of us. And then second Corinthians four and seven, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So here we are. Um, you are, are, you're at one phase of life and you have these ideas, you have this focus of some things that you are focused on doing. But then all of a sudden, through just serving, doing the thing you're passionate about, listen, let me point out a couple of things. First, when I say serving, when you serve, serving helps you first be focused. Mm-hmm. It focuses you. It gives you something to get up in the morning. When I get up, I know, like, I'm focused on this. Secondly, it grounds you and it and it, it's like a placeholder. So if you can imagine having an easy up tent and you put it down, but it's a windy day, what do we do? We put stakes in it so it can keep it sturdy. So mm-hmm. when you serve, all right, it gives you that focus, then it grounds you. Now watch this. When you are serving in that capacity, you don't know it. It begins to open up avenues to you. That's mm-hmm. how you got noticed. Right. Think about. Do you ever think about Erica? Maybe you haven't. Maybe you have. But what if you stayed home that day, or what if you were doing something else and he never got to see you in that light to say, "Man, you'd be great in front of the camera." Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. But the but the power of having vision, the power of understanding um, the things that are inside of you, and you were chasing some of the treasures that were inside of you. So when, when we talk about um, living in the, the thing that's on the inside, that's a great point to bring out. Sometimes you'll be going after one thing and you're focused on it, but God here reveal another thing to you. Now, okay. the opportunity, he, he made a comment, he made a statement. Now you had a part to play in it. You could have just took it as a very, very nice flattering comment or you can go into action and take him at his word. So we know the we know the story. You took him at his word 
And then God showed you a whole nother part of your life that you'd never even seen, never really even thought about, but it was there all because you were doing something in another area. And what I want the viewer, the listener to understand is you got to get to the point where you got to find out what's on the inside of you. It, it may be something, and I don't want to be very deep, but that's not what the podcast is about. Just mm-hmm. to say, you may be, um, you may be great at cooking. You may be a great cook and you can fry a batch of chicken like nobody's business, right? <laughs> and somebody says, yo, look, I, listen, man, my cousin, she is fire. Y'all want to, you saying y'all want to have this Southern style picnic and listen, I got somebody that can do the chicken and the starches. We'll bring her in. She comes in, she slays with the chicken, but she doesn't know a guy's there and he has four food trucks and they're looking for this item to add to the truck. You say, well, man, that's like, um, but I'm just trying to show you that's how it happens. She's busy doing the thing that she's passionate about, the thing she loves, the thing she's focused on. And I want you to find that thing. From now on, stop allowing people to give you what your treasure is. God has already given you a treasure. So I'm going to sit that right there and let you think about it. Because what I begin to find out early on in life, a lot of the problems, a lot of the heartache that I had, I had embraced the treasure of others instead of embracing my own. And when I did that, I, I, found my, I found myself off the beaten path. I found myself in places I didn't want to be. And then I had to, I had to work so hard to get back to the place that I was. And what it looks like is this, you waste years, you waste energy. Sometimes you, you blow relationships and you miss moments. So listen to me. It's so critical to live inside of what's inside of you. Now, I want to do rewind. I got to do rewind. And then we're going to come back to this modeling thing. Now, for those of you who do not know, Erica is a twin. She has a brother, Josh. Shout out, Josh. What's up, baby? We got <laughs> to have you on the New Balance podcast. Okay. So shout out, Josh. That's her twin. They ride or die. I've been knowing this family for a long time. I want to go back to your teenage years. Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. But this is what I want to, this is what I want to pull out because of your parents, your parents made sure that you guys found treasures. In other words, they put you in situations. They, they, they pointed you in directions so that you could find your treasure. So let me be specific. This young lady on the screen, I know she's beautiful. She's fly. She got that, you know, you hear her talk. You're like, man, she need her own podcast, right? I I agree. But before that, this girl used to blaze them up on the track. So don't get it twisted. She was a straight up athlete, right? Yes. 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 Straight out of Dawson High School, ran for Stephen F. Austin, all that. Like the little kids say, if you don't believe me, Google. You have Google. Google works. (laughs) But my point in sharing that is this, Erica, as a former athlete myself, with all the other things that you were doing in life, I played football, I played basketball, and I ran track. To me, track is the hardest sport to train for, be focused for, because it's more than just, you know, running around that circle and training. Man, you have to eat right. You have to get the proper rest. It's just a lot more goes into track than a lot of other sports. Yeah. Yeah. So for you to do it at the high level, high school, then go off to college and do it at a high level. It takes you living inside of something, right? You yeah. just, that's something you just can't pick up and just like, oh, I'm going to do it. So what I want, what I want you to do now is I want you to kind of talk about living inside of something inside of you, but you partner with somebody to do it. And so I'm talking about your brother and your friends who you ran track with. I kind of want you to use the running track and being an athlete and having the focus on your grades and all of these things that go into it. Talk mm-hmm. about what it looks like when you're living on the inside of a thing that's inside of you. And then you need partnership to help hold you accountable, to help push you and to help make you great, to help make you better. Can you talk a little bit about that experience with your brother or with a, uh, someone you ran track with in high school or at Stephen F. Austin? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it best, my brother. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, we, you know, we went to college together. So mm-hmm. we 
um, even though that wasn't my first choice. So I wanted to separate from my twin, but right, right. We, we ride or die, we stay together. And um, I'm glad we did because mm-hmm. I don't think I would have made it through college without him. Let's just say that for sure. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And um, being athletes and he was an all American, you know, Absolutely. He, he went to do the thing. Like he definitely could have gone pro, but got injured and all of that. Um, but I think when you are in a position, especially as an athlete, Um, but as a person period, there are some things that are inside of you that you can't run away from. That's it. And I mean, even to today, there's things that I'm like, I just can't run away from this, um, that God instills inside of you and being able to be reminded of that through my twin, Mm -hmm. who was that constant accountability partner for me and me for him as well. Um, to continue to push one another when there's an off day or something of that to keep us on that narrow path that we're supposed to go on that we know when I'm looking at him and I can see something's not right or Mm -hmm. hey you can do better on the track or I remember one time uh, going down memory lane there was a track meet and I just felt like he was just not in the right headspace mentally. And, you know, being an athlete, being in track, a lot of it is a mental race. You it have is. to take a moment before and visualize your race. Because mm-hmm. if you don't visualize a race, how do you see the finish line? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I just got so mad. I got so mad, Uncle Buster. I said, boy, if you don't get up, and stop sulking because he was just upset because <laughs> he, he didn't do good. But just that it was in the moment, it's funny, but it was me trying to encourage him to say, hey, you can keep doing better than what you're doing. Um, and you can you might have felt like you failed in this this track meet, but like right. the next one's coming up right. and keep you on that that path of seeing the vision of what we're supposed to accomplish and do. And I mean, mm. we both went collegially, so that that in itself speaks for itself. It does. Yeah. So, so, and so let me poke now. I said, I want to poke. So let me poke now. So, (laughs) so, so every day is just, it's a bed of flowers, right? Every day is is it, is is, is it a bed of flowers? Like every day you jump up, let's go, Hey, let's go train. You would get up every day. It's like, man, I want, I want to get me a slab of ribs today, but I can't have the slab of ribs. I'm like, to live in what's on the inside of you, my point is this. There are some things you're going to have to sacrifice. There are some things mm-hmm. you're going to have to give up. There are some, there are some short-term um, things that you're going to have to just go through in order to achieve the long-term goal. Right. So but one of our first questions, it says, how do you choose the life or passion you live in now? You just said, it's like, man, I was trying to separate from my twin. Mm-hmm. To me, it sounded like, well, maybe it's possible that I need to, in order to live in the thing that's inside of me, we've been together for 18 years. Maybe it's time for us to go out different ways. But in the same breath, you just said it was no way you would have graduated or made it if it wasn't for your brother. Mm-hmm. So those that are looking, listening, whatever your format, to live inside of what's inside of you. God, I promise you, listen, hear me, because some of you are struggling with this principle right here. When you live inside of what's on the inside of you, God is going to send you help. He's going to send you an account, some accountability. Listen, we are not designed to do this alone. Even in the beginning, as great of a thing as Adam was doing by himself, it came a point. Where God's like, man, I'm going to get this brother some help or I'm going to get him some accountability. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the, the problem there. You, you're trying to do it all by yourself. If you're going to live inside of what God has put on the inside of you, is no way possible you're going to do this thing by yourself, right? And I think even now, it's like it's, like, it's so powerful that now you're a mother, you fast forward from all of that, you're a mother. And so you absolutely know your two little ones, 
they can't move and shake without you. <laughs> right. You, you are, watch this, you are definitely their accountability. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, when you walk out the door and you drop them off at daycare, I guarantee you, when you get back in the car, you also know that they are my accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So the thing that's on the inside of you is good for you. Yeah. Are you going to go through some pain? Absolutely. Are you going to cry? Absolutely. Are you going to feel some days like, man, did I bite off the wrong thing or did I choose the wrong thing? All of those things, all of those days are a part of it. But if you stay the course, mm -hmm. right, if, if you if you keep like I was, we were beginning to talk when you focus in the thing, it gives you it grounds you. It gives you a focus. When you look up, you're like, oh, my God, five years have passed. And look what I've accomplished. Look where I am now. Yeah, everything may not be exactly where I want it to be. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm nothing. I don't look nothing like who I was and what I came out of. So yeah. we have to live in it. So before yeah. we go on to the next, before we go on to the next segment, Erica, um, I think when we talk about um, living inside of what's living inside of us, it, it speaks to um, a new thing or a new season. Mm. And I kind of want you to talk a little bit about uh, going back to the college years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, even though you were going with your brother, right, mm. um, whom you've been with for 18 years, right? And yeah. but you've been in your parents' house. So now for the first time, you're not in your mom and dad's house. Mm -hmm. And so um, now you're going to have to stand on your own. Um, you know, the older, the older my grandfather say every tub has to sit on his own bottom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now living inside of the thing that's living inside of you, it could be that same thing. It's almost like I'm leaving home to be inside of this. Talk a little bit about that experience um, getting to Stephen F. Austin, um, you know, having an experience and then to, you know, just shout out shameless plug, but I can do it. It's my podcast. My baby going to Stephen F. Austin. What's up? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> ask him, ask him. You don't ask like it. Him. Ask him. We ask him. Yes, we are. We yes. ask him. But anyway, <laughs> let me get back. Talk a little bit about, talk a little bit about that, Erica. Um, because I know there, there are, I won't necessarily say just fears in that way, but there are, there are doubts that you have to deal with. There are there is self self perception about this new experience. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Coming from the background I came from with my parents, very uh, nurturing parents. I mean, I would be at every event for school. It didn't matter what it was would be at every event that they could make. Um, always just was there to hold our hand, mm -hmm. uh, which is just so great. Um, but then stepping out into a new place, a new environment. Now, sure, I can always drive to get to mommy and daddy, but I, they weren't always there. Absolutely. Um, can bring up partially yes i'm free from mom and dad kind of vibes but also so much uncertainty and like you said doubt um when certain decisions had to be made or you know should i go out or not mm. um you know as simple as that where you know later i learned and figure out you know probably not the best of choices all the time absolutely uh, some people unfortunately um, lost their lives, you know, at yep. certain things that I attended and was now like, wow, that could have been me. Mm -hmm. um, with all of that, it's, I guess, with all of that uncertainty and un just doubt, the thing that stuck with me was everything that my parents did teach me mm -hmm. and that I was able to always refer back to. So right. the things that what we're talking about is living inside of you, which is more so the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. side of me 
that in those moments where I did have uncertainty, doubt, um, just discombobulated thoughts sometimes, um, it was always that small voice Mm -hmm. that brought me to my center and brought me to this place of, I always do have somebody, even when I don't have somebody, when I don't have my parents there, when I don't even have my brother there. Absolutely. Um, In college, that was those moments. It was even the moment where, um, my, I was going through a really tough time towards the end of my college, like in college and just like mentally just going through a lot mm-hmm. um, and not understanding. And, you know, we didn't at that time, I'm saying this as if I'm so old, but like at that time, right? there was not <laughs> so much um, as now in this new era where they're talking so much about mental health. Absolutely. We didn't talk about that then. Right. And so just not having the understanding of what's going on with me. And so, you know, there was a moment when my brother was there, even though he always wasn't there physically. And he said some words to me was like, I'm always here with you. Like, Absolutely. we're going to make it through this. And it wasn't his voice that I heard. It was the Holy Spirit. I heard That's it. I would That's say, it. like, I'm here with you. You're going to make it through. And what pushed me through college, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's those moments. Absolutely. Um, I, thank you first for being, just being, that's to me, that's very vulnerable. And also I need to put this plug in. I didn't say it. Erica said it. She mentioned um, about mental health. Um, we did a series this year on mental health. We also have um, a change, a Callus for Change Summit um, coming up. That's going to be centered around mental health. So please stay tuned. But it's very, very important when you're dealing with, well, let me, let me say it this way. When you make the choice to live um, in the treasure or live in the thing that's on the inside of you, one of the number one plots of the enemy is the fiery doors that he's going to come against your mind. Yeah. So you have to make up in your mind right now, you're going to have to have a mental toughness. Mm -hmm. Now, mental toughness looks different for all of us. And there are different levels of mental toughness. But for what you're called to do, you're going to have to get a mental toughness for that. And it's something that you constantly going to have to work on. It's something that you're going to have to constantly, like, (laughs) I know it's no secret. I need to get in the gym, period. Listen, hey, it is what it is, right? And the results that I have now is a result of me getting to a place where I stopped. I quit giving attention to that and I started putting more attention on other things, right? Now, those things I put attention on, they were very important, but it can't be at the cost of my health because if I don't have a body, I can't be in the earth. Like, mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's like there, they are, it's, there are things that have um, a certain um, importance, right? And there are a lot of good things to do, but never choose a good thing over the right thing. Mm. So when you live inside of what's inside of you, trust me, that is the right thing to do. And when you make the choice, because when you choose to live on this, when you choose to live in the thing that's on the inside of you, you, what's right about it is you're choosing what God has ordained for you, right? So now you give him permission to back, to back it, to endorse it. So if he yeah. put the treasure in you, right, mm-hmm. he, he's also going to give you the provisions, going to give you the people, he's going to give you all the things. So to you, somebody's listening, somebody's watching, I'm telling you, this whole journey, we're going to, I'm going to be pushing you. There's businesses inside of you. Like now I'm, I'm, I am in, we have businesses here. My kids have businesses, but if I would have never pursued the original thing None of this would be happening. I shared it on the other podcast and I'll share it this whole journey. Um, I got into podcasting maybe 10 years ago when, when I was exposed to it. God showed me that this is the new wave. Like, this is it. So no matter who you are, what you're doing, you might as well jump on it now. So what I did was I started doing a little homework on it. And I was like, man, I can do this. So what I did was I started helping people build podcasts, have podcasts, helping with their theme, helping with their marketing, helping with 
how they could produce it. Never in my wildest imagination that I would be on having my own. Mm-hmm. Never. I never thought about doing this. This, I promise you, it may look may may look easier or whatever. But if I had my choice, I go be doing some other things right now. But when purpose calls you, when that treasure is on the inside of you, you have at some point, like you said earlier, it's some things you just can not ignore. Mm-hmm. I could not ignore this. When it came calling, I had to answer. And yeah. some of you who are watching, there are a myriad of things that are calling. The question is, how long are you going to keep looking at the caller ID and pretending like you're not home? Yeah. It, it's not going away. Trust me, it's it's not going away. So you you need to figure out like how I'm going to do this, right? And this is what this is good, Erica. This is like so. I'm not even getting to ask the questions because you're going right into them and you're bleeding this thing out. So <laughs> this is good for me. Um, okay. I want to ask you, and I know I'm kind of jumping back and forth in terms of your timeline of your life. Let's go back to um, the modeling. Um, and I remember, cause we, I follow you on social media. So I remember when I saw some of the first shots, I was like, wow, man, Erica, I mean, you've always been a beautiful young lady. But then I was like, wow, I saw you in a whole nother like myself. Like, man, I didn't know Erica was modeling or was a yeah. model. And then from there, it just, it took off. I'm like, whoa, this is, she doing the doggone thing, <laughs> right? So what about your passion, Erica, wakes you up and drives you in life? What, what about it? And when I say passion, it could be modeling, uh, mother, wife, um, you know, you have, a, let me see if I can talk about some of the other things you do. You are an incredible artist, painter, or an incredible dancer. I'm like, what is it that you don't do? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure if you touched it, it would probably come to life and be, you know, a prosperous thing. So what about your passion that drives you, that wakes you up, you know, that gets you up at two or three in the morning, other than the baby crying? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not talking because I've been there, done that. But what, what, other than the baby crying, what thing wakes you up and it's like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta do this. I got, I gotta help someone or I gotta, I gotta be in place to do this. Yeah. I think you just kind of hit it on the nail. It's just knowing that someone needs this, whatever this is. There it is. Yeah. It's, it's the light inside me, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, because there has not been, there has not been a room I haven't stepped into that God hasn't placed me there for a reason. Okay. And so with every passion that I've had, whether that's like me pursuing something, mm-hmm. um, I like to call myself a Jack of all trades, Jill of all trades, if you will. Yes. But, um, you know, when I've honed in, especially onto things, uh, what I do is, is a lot of it is spirit led. It's like, yes. God, you're, I'm letting you just use me. And even if it seems like I'm kind of all over the place, right. like there's a reason for it. And so it's really just knowing someone needs whatever this is. And it's, again, it's never been an opportunity or a room I haven't stepped into that God hasn't shown me like you're in the right place at the right time. And Absolutely. this person needed this and being in the industry specifically modeling, I have met so many different people of different walks of life. Right. I mean, people who don't believe in my faith, people who pray to rocks and, Absolutely. you know, different, different types of people who still come to me and say, I don't know what it's about you, but like, I'm attracted to you or mm-hmm. I'm vibing off of you or whatever right. it is. And little do they know that you need a little bit, bit of this <laughs> that's inside. Absolutely. Of like Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. I, I want to, when you said something, um, Jill of all trades, I like that. Um, I consider myself as well, a Jack of all trades, but for people like us, I, I think when, whenever we have an opportunity to talk about this, I think this is important too. And I hadn't always wanted to have this conversation about this. Um, the jack of all trades. Can you talk a little bit about um, guarding against being a jack of all trades? Because we all know too, sometimes being a jack of all trades or Jill of all trades, you can be the all trades, 
but being the all trade, sometimes it could lead to not being effective in any of them because you're just, you have so many of them. So with balance, I think it's important for us to teach it in balance too. Like when I feel like there's a time you could be a jack of all trades, but then there's a time where you have to have specific focuses. Right. And, And so for me, there are other, a lot of other things that I've done in my past right now that are pulling at me like crazy, but I thank God for focus. I know right now, like I can't do it. Right. And I thank God that he even took the taste from me because yeah. if I still had the taste, I'll be honest with you, I would probably, um, I'll be trying to do it. And I thank God for, I have two Holy. So I have the Holy spirit and then the Holy spirit. I married my wife because their voices sound just alike. Right. And yeah. so and so many times, it's like, Holy Spirit, just tell me. You don't have to tell her, and then her tell me. But <laughs> trust me, he know exactly what we need. And she's like, babe, come on now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just her thing. Babe, come on now. Seriously. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes yeah. it can get us in trouble. I don't yeah. mean like in, you know, with the police or anything, but I'm just <laughs> talking about your life. And once again, we talked about this timeline. Every season is critical. So, you know, right now, Erica, now is not the season to be wearing a leather coat and leather boots. Mm-hmm. You will burn slap up. Right. So talk a little bit about that, Erica. Yeah. So uh, being a Jill of all trades, like you said, can definitely get you into some trouble um, mm-hmm. because you're good at like everything. Like right. you get into something people are like, oh, man, like you got this. Like, absolutely. You no, know, it's nothing for you. And so then you start pursuing it, but then you realize, oh, I can do this too. And then you start jumping from one thing to the next or, um, you know, jumping one thing to the next. And do you ever meet your goals in that? Do you ever, you know, push forward to the, the real vision that you mm-hmm. have is, are yes. you really executing something? And so that's where it can be like you have a lot of projects, but none of them are are complete. And so being able to, it's great that you're good at so many things, but then um, say if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, like be a person who is good at so many different areas, say like a production team, you can do, you know, you can be in front of the camera, you can be behind, blah, 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 blah. You can do all those things, but why don't you just have someone else be part of your production team and you be the voice or you be just the person behind the camera and you have others in front of the camera or doing the edits or whatever. Um, Take that stress off of yourself and allow yourself to just focus in. So then a true production could be made. Yeah. Um, So that's, I've definitely found myself in in that position a lot. And actually when I pursued modeling heavily and pushed everything else aside, like I dealt with that mentally. Yes. So much so that when I came back from New York fashion week, like I felt this heaviness of so many different areas, but that was one was that I pushed everything else aside and this, voice telling me like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing but yet I was and I mean I can get into deep into into all that but I won't do that now it's just realizing after my season you know I have my kids that was part of the season I became into but like God waiting on me mm-hmm. and that's why I love about you we talked about the story of Gideon and how oh, like, man. God waited like I read that and I was like oh my gosh, this was for me. Like just anyways, I'm jumping ahead right now, but no, just- you go ahead, jump ahead. Cause I've been <laughs> waiting to touch it. I was like, just wait to the end to touch the Gideon, but no, you go ahead. We're there now. Go in, so, Erica, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's, it's so beautiful because I, I got into this place where I felt this heaviness and I was like, God, I don't know what this is. Maybe mm. I'm not supposed to pursue modeling anymore. Like right. maybe this is too much for me. Maybe it's sucking everything out of me and mm. I, I just don't know. And so um, after that, I, I ended up getting married, having my kids and, but I still was going through so much mental trauma, mm-hmm. even so much. So like after my kids going through postpartum mm-hmm. and anxiety and depression that like really just took me out that like Mm. I haven't talked to people about because it's just 
that's a whole subject in itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even after that, God said in that time, I'm waiting on you. And I had opportunities come to me when I got to a place where I was like, you know what, God, like I'm here and I acknowledge you where he just began to open doors for me. And now I'm back pursuing what I was doing before as if I had never left. What we were talking about before we jumped on, that's just, that's the posture. Yeah. So when you, you said it, I was like, see, I'm safe. I I said, I was going to say it at the end. So you, you mentioned Gideon, um, the whole plight of who this young man is, um, what he had been through. And I understand, I under, I'm not saying it's justified, but I do understand when you call yourself having almost an attitude with God. I do. I promise you I know it. I'm not saying that it's right. It's not. If you listen, I'm telling you now, if you're tripping with God, you listen, chill out. Just chill. Trust me. Save, save yourself some save yourself some sleep because he does he, he he's serious when he says I don't slumber I sleep he will have you up in the middle of the night talking trust me just so chill out but my point is this in that whole scenario that whole story Erica he God was so patient with Gideon yeah he he met Gideon where he was, he was. <laughs> and the whole watch this the whole not only what Gideon had went through but the whole Thing or what Gideon was struggling with, because he's telling God, do you know who my family is? We're the least. And then in my family, I'm the least in my family. In other words, God, I'm not even close to trying to know or want to know about living on what's on the inside of me. That's, that's what he's telling God. But God tells him something so profound, so profound. It's like I in essence, I, I know I'm paraphrasing. Okay, bro, you've been through something, you experienced something, but listen, what you have left, if you go in the strength of that, everything I told you to do is going to happen. And so my, it's not a shameless plug, but Palestine, Texas, July the 16th, you want to be at the Hope Symposium. The power of the leftovers, we're coming. Listen, Palestine, stand up, we're coming. Stay, stay tuned, more details to come. But the power of the leftovers, that's, that's part of your story. That's part of my story. And all of us in some season, you'll get to a point, because I promise you, life is proficient at putting walls up for you to run some right smack dab into them. Life is a beast. Give You better start showing life some respect. <laughs> it's a reason. You got to show life some respect. I didn't say worship it, bow down to it. But you got to show life some respect because... If you take the lessons and you take, remember I told you, when you take that test, God ain't saying anything. Now watch this. Normally when you're going through, it's not. So obviously this wasn't a test for Gideon. It was an assignment. Mm. Some of you got the, you got the thing backwards. During a test, you don't talk. You take the test. During an assignment, you can use your book. You may, be, you may be able to have a group study, right? You may be able to, to, to however you study with an assignment. Guess what? Well, I'm old school. I'm definitely about to date myself. We didn't have no internet. We did homework with encyclopedias. So <laughs> you understand my grandmother, I like my grandmother's candle and we would do my homework that way. That's how old school I am. But now with all of this technology and teams and rooms and oh man you studying is is incredible so don't get don't get the test mixed up with the assignment and i'm telling some of you quit <laughs> quit um omitting quit omitting assignment because when it's time for you to take the test you're going to end up having to take it over and over and over and over and over again listen to, listen to someone who knows so now, oh, I got it, God. This is assignment. I'm going to complete this. So when I get ready to take this test, it's going to be good. Now, thank God, Gideon, he passed the test. He passed mm-hmm. the test, right? And so when by him passing the test, I want you to think of this, Erica. He also broke a generational curse. Mm-hmm. 
And for when I say our families and our communities, some of the things that we're dealing with, there were some people who lived before us. And I know it's uncomfortable, but they didn't pass the test. And because God thinks generationally, this test is still hanging around because they didn't pass it. So now you have to pass it. Because I know, Erica, you don't want your two little ones taking like this particular test. <laughs> right. Now, is there's some tests in life that they're going to have to take, and it's according to their assignment. But man, I'm like, mama, you couldn't take this test. You go, you gonna leave this test for me? Right. And I and I share that, you know, my dad, love my dad. Oh man, I love my dad to life. But man, he left so many tests for me to take, and it's just un- unfair. But I was like, no worries. I tell you what, I'm going to take his test. I'm going to take my test because I'd be doggone if my son going to take them. Right. I'm gonna, he gonna, he's going to only be able to focus on what's assigned and what's according to his life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about living inside of what's living inside of you. It's more than just your business, business and visions and, you know, having a better life and those things. You got to look at your family dynamic. Remember yeah. God, God said, he was concerned about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the scheme of things, where are you? Are you Abraham? Are you Isaac? Or are you Jacob? So we're here, Erica. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't know how I was going to mention Gideon. I didn't know how I was going to say it, but you did it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Name two things because I know there are many that you could name, Erica. Name two things or two ways that we can help make um, our families in our communities better in terms of living, living on the inside of what's on the inside of us? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I believe that, you know, first thing, and I would tell my kids this, my family this, I would tell myself this every day, is just to look within yourself Mm-hmm. So many times we get so boggled down into looking into everything else, looking mm-hmm. at everything else, being in a place where there's so much in media that we we don't have a focus to look within ourselves at all. Absolutely. Right. So taking out the time to actually genuinely do that every mm-hmm. day. Every day. Um, because there's more you can unco- uncover inside right. of you than you realize than mm. what we can realize. Absolutely. And even if you don't know from a generational standpoint what is in your bloodline right. and what, you know, what's in your bloodline generationally, um, look inside yourself. Yes. It will uncover itself more than Absolutely. You know. oh, wow. um, so that is the number one thing I would say. Okay. And then number two, I would say, um, be okay with with not being okay. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Be okay with not being okay. Because I think that's when you'll be able to really see what is inside of you mm-hmm. more than you know. Right. Uh, be okay with just kind of allowing your life to play out and live so that right the spirit can be able to help you Mm -hmm. when you most need it and then be able to really direct you and show you what it is that is living inside of you. Mm. Mm. You know, mm, I'm so glad you said that. And I want to, and you tell me if, if I'm, if I'm in the same vein with you, um, especially with our faith, um, we are very proficient and we've been taught to live on script. And you should, please hear me, you should live life on script. But the, the God I serve, the God we serve, you can go countless times throughout his word. You'll see where he went off script. Mm-hmm. And when I say, well, he didn't go off script because he already knew what his plans were. Mm-hmm. But it looked like it looked like the person got off script in terms of 
where they were and who they, who, where they were and who they, I'm saying it different, who they are and where they were. That's what mm-hmm. I meant to say. Yes. So, yeah. so case in point. So if you, if you look at, um, do I want to use Gideon? I don't want to use Gideon. For me, I think um, David is just the poster child for this. Um, there's a lot of rhetoric and there's a lot of David gets, he gets such a bad, uh, commentary a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know his life can be, sometimes it seems confusing, but I tell people nothing about his life is confusing. What they get confused is you have to understand with the power of the will and the power of choice, you can choose to or choose not to. And that's not just David, that's any of us. But when you are one of God's generals, right? Um, it's a different level of attack than it would be for just an ordinary person, right? So I think part of it is that, right? Obviously his adultery uh, with Bathsheba, I mean, it's it's nowhere around it. We know David knew, right? Um, when you look at how he moved throughout his life, how he struggled, he had a lust problem. Um, and I always tell people this, no matter what part of life you try to pick a part of David and try to use to teach and say, well, he was this and that. When you talk about it, please talk about how God said that David was a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. How do you become a man after God's own heart with all of the stuff that David has? I'm going to tell you how, because David was a man of repentance. In other words, that was a script as a king he was supposed to follow. But because of choices, because of decisions, not because of God, it's because of his choices. Mm-hmm. He got off script. But him being off script, God used him being off script to get him back on script. So I would say, whether you are the child or the parent and both, I'm saying to myself as a child, because I, as a child, I know. And then as a parent, do not fall out. Stop falling out. Stop falling out. Stop falling out. We need to come into agreement with what God has already said. And let me say this to you. We're just, we're sitting here talking about living, living on the inside of the thing that's on the inside of you. I want you to know there is a grace for it, but it doesn't come just easy. It's going to come at a fight. Yeah, for sure. And so if you do get off script, I'm not encouraging you to, let me, let me be crystal clear. We're not encouraging David's behavior or any biblical care or your behavior. I'm not encouraging that. That's not what I'm saying. But if you find yourself off script, we serve a God who specializes in getting people back on script. And so I feel even now, some parent, you have given up on your kids. Don't give up on your kids. I tell this to parents all the time when I counsel with them, when I talk to them, they're just so distraught and can't believe their kids. And I was like, listen, God had not one but two sons, God lost both of his sons. Mm-hmm. He lost Adam and he lost Jesus. Oh man, that, I know. I'm, I'm not trying to be, yeah, we don't want to go there. We want to look at it, but God lost both his sons. But look what he did. He was able to get Adam back on script. Huh? Yeah. Jesus got back on the script because of his assignment, but because of the task, we understand why Jesus was off script. But what I want you to know is you don't serve a God who's not touched with the things that we go through. He's not a God that's not understanding. He understands very well. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know who that's for, but don't struggle. Listen, stop struggling um, in terms of your family. Your family needs you. They need you to be the best version of you. They need you sane. They need you in a place just mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, psychologically healthy with all of the things that's coming on. And just by the way, men, if you're listening, if you want to kill anything, you know, you cut the head of it off. So don't allow yourself to get cut off. We can't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't do it. 
So anyway, I, hey, whoever that was for, you know, um, I trust um, you need it. And um, God thought enough of you to share it on here. You know, I can't take any credit. I'm I'm just a co-pilot. Erica, is, Erica has been <laughs> flying this plane since we got on it. So if y'all if y'all have any issues, you need to talk to Erica. I, I don't have anything to do with this. You see what side of the screen I'm on, right? I'm on the right side. Erica's driving it. So talk to Erica. Send her some emails, not me. No. Man, no, listen. That, look, I want to say that that was really good. Um, really, really good. And knowing that, you know, if you do get off, like, God is there. And there. Um, he'll see you through. He'll see you through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I, I just... Uh, it's listen, it, and I know, I, and that's why I said I can poke with you. You know, yeah. we'll man, we'll it. We have some cliches, man. We stick to them. We say them. But my question is, do you really believe what you just said? I know what it's like to get off script. I'm telling you, yeah. as a man, as a husband, as a father, right, as a son, as a brother, I know what it's like to be off script. But I also know the power of being back on script. I know the power of it. And trust me, it's so much better on this side. And so, man, I, I have so much empathy towards and with you. You know, matter of fact, if you're a man and you're watching this um, with us getting ready to launch the 100 Days of Prayer with 100 Men on Monday, if you feel led that you want to reach out, you need a man to, to partner with, somebody to touch and agree with you, someone to talk to, I want you to hit me up. Hit me in the DMs. Um, Text me, email me, however you can touch me, let's touch. I believe this is the greatest time for men, but we have to, we have to be engaged to do it. And um, there are so many things in the earth that are off script. But whenever I look in the scripture, when men would plug in, God said, man, if I find a man in the city, I'll save the city. So mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I live right here in League City. So if I live here, that must mean you'll save League City. That's just... That's just, I believe God at that level, but I know it's more than me. So a hundred days of prayer with a hundred men. What if all over the world, we just talking a hundred, I'm not talking a hundred million. What if just a hundred men came in agreement, one mind, one heartbeat, one voice. We've already seen it play out earlier in the scripture, the tower of Babel. They were in one accord. They were in one accord. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit came down. It's like, Whoa, they are, they going to do this thing. Yeah. They had to confound their languages so they couldn't communicate. And that's the thing, men, we do not, we struggle to communicate. We don't, it's hard for us to have the same language. Oh man. Anyway. No, that I, is I'm a, like, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, because listen, I'm it's, saying it's, it's that time, man. It's, it's so needed. Um, and, you know, I'm loving that you're saying that because I do uh, my church. They're actually doing something with men doing prayer. It's time. Days. I've seen something else where men are collectively doing prayer. And it's so important because we're so used to women. Grandma yeah. was praying. Oh, my God. Mama was praying. Yes. You know, all that kind of stuff. But where was, you know, grandpa? Where was dad? You know, where's that prayer? And so. I, it's just so beautiful that I'm hearing this and just even thinking about what we're talking about and just having a moment of vulnerability here is, you right. know, I, me in my, in my marriage during right. COVID and having kids and stuff like me and my husband separated, about to get divorced was just like, can't do it. And, right. you know, there was a moment for myself where I cried out to God and I said, God, there is stuff out of order. Like we mm -hmm. have done things out of order. And like, if this is not your will, let it not be so. And we spent time away from each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a moment of me even just praying for my husband, but my husband doing his own due diligence mm -hmm. for himself, mm -hmm. but separated from me that God was able to take something again, going back to what we were talking about before, where, um, you know, God can, you can be off of track like David, yes. but then, like he can completely bring it back. And mm -hmm. now, you know, me and my husband are back in this place, but my husband having to be in this place of like 
prayer over our family right. um, like never before. Like it's needed as a head of a household. Absolutely. And not only that, but men, you know, sons, all of that kind of stuff. Because Absolutely. How much power is behind you at, at even with the Adam and Eve, where um, I believe that, you know, sometimes the things that the enemy will do to play on a woman's mind. Yeah can be able to tear a household so much. So, and that's why the Bible speaks on like, even though the leaking roof and the Mm -hmm. the nagging wife and all of that, the the things in the spiritual that we don't think about. And if a man is not strong enough in his prayer life to be able to see those things in his household, in his life, whatever, then what happens? Right. Um, So I think it's beautiful. Yeah. No, that is beautiful. I want to add one thing to that, Erica. Yeah. Not only not only sees it, but responds. Yeah. Prayer prayer has is two parts. It's two parts. Um, You you see and you respond. Um, Joshua was praying to God because they had won a battle, but things hadn't had went wrong, and God revealed to him what went wrong. He was praying so much. God said, "Get up off your knees." There comes a time where you do need to pray, but then there's a time where you need to get off your knees and respond. That's why he tells us to watch and pray. I said that to say this. What happened with Eve, um, it was no dupe deal. Adam was right there. He saw it, but he didn't respond. And I'm challenging men. Let's respond. I'm not saying you respond. I said, let's. I'm that guy. There are areas in my life I need to have better response in those areas. That's why. If, if this prayer is not for anybody but for myself, if don't no man call up, I'm still praying 100 days. Yeah. I still have my agenda, but I, I know I'm not going to be on by myself. I know that for a fact. So, oh, man. But, all right. Uh, <laughs> New Balance Podcast. Show my niece, Erica Jones, some love. Oh, my God. This has been good, Erica. I yeah. told you we was going to slay. I told you. I told you. I told you, man, look, like we do in church, you're going to make me do a second closing, I'm gonna, but I'm going to stick with the first one. This is the closing <laughs> service. I'm going to do the altar call like I'm supposed to. Um, no, this has been good. Um, I think everybody that's partnering uh, with me to walk this journey on living inside of what's living inside of you, all of you have such unique perspectives and you have unique journeys. And I think your stories are worthy to be told. One of the things I know um, that we're going to do on my network is we're going to find, we're going to go through the world, we're going to go through these communities and find those diamonds in the rough, right? Like, you know, all the other networks, they're doing that thing. And I don't, listen, man, I'm going to tell you who inspires me and why. Oprah inspires me, all of her interview shows, like this one that's on Netflix that she did with Viola, um, just to sit down and listen to Viola tell her story. Like I've always been intrigued by that. And I'm really about to date myself, but my grandfather, when I was a kid, we grew up, 60 Minutes was a big thing. I was, mm-hmm. it was something about them doing those interviews, telling those stories. It was something about Walter Conkright. It's just, I don't know what it is about him, but the way he stories interview. It just always intrigued me as a person, right? And then obviously there are countless others who have inspired me, but specifically her, um, because she's been doing it for so long and she's done it and she's evolved. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so much um, value in doing that. And I think if we can start back having values into the person that lives next door and the person that lives across the street, I, I know it's not everybody, I get it. But there are some that need it. And in our community, especially, you know, how can I hate you and you look just like me? Mm. I don't even know you. So it's just work to be, it's so many things. Yeah. So um, this is, like I said, it's been good, Erica. And uh, I know if we keep talking, we'll be on here another hour. <laughs> right. So tell, listen, tell the family, thank you so much. New Balance Podcast, one more time. Show some love to my niece, to my sister, Erica Jones. Yes. Woo, living inside thank of what's living you. inside of you. So um, 
I got a sneaky suspicion. I'm just putting it out there, Erica. I have a sneaky suspicion that this will not be your last time on the new Balance podcast. And I'll just leave that right there. So, you know, you <laughs> think about on. it. We do whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe when you get your next modeling gig, you know, we can we can uh, air your story. Who knows? We don't know what yeah. God wants to do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. New Balance family, as we always say before we get out of here, it's strength for today. Sustenance for you for tomorrow is your boy, H2O, your potential conditioner. We love you here. And listen, we're rooting for you. We love you. And we'll see you next episode. Peace. Oh, man, sis.